JoeVertigan.com. Uh, we're talking with Mike Randerson in this podcast series. In our last segment, we had talked about uh, Alan Kowicki, uh, Rander Car Racing in 1981. You were heavily involved in the asphalt scene at that time, but you were still active in the dirt tracks as well. And in 1981, the cars kind of became two different animals, but you had, I know for at least three guys on, that were still running the same cars on dirt, Lowell Bennett, Cliff Eben, and MJ McBride. Lowell actually was one of two guys that snapped the streak uh, from 1980 to 2000. Um, every title was won with the exception of two of them, Tom Nair and I think Lowell outside of Terry Anvilink, Pete Parker, and MJ McBride. Those three dominated, but Lowell had a heck of a season in 81, and I remember talking to Lowell the links he went through to run dirt and asphalt was incredible. Uh, talk about, from your standpoint, how guys were able to pull it off yet in 81, running the same car on both surfaces. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of work for these guys. Um, you know, so we had tires to change, obviously, and uh, windshield in or windshield out. I, I can't remember. And then the spoiler, there was differences in uh, aerodynamically in the cars. And then mention the gearing, springs, wedge, you know, a, a total different chassis setup from right. asphalt to uh, to the dirt, and uh, you know it was time consuming. Lowell uh, had a really great bunch of guys helping him at that time. Right, uh, they were young guys like him, and they were hungry, full, full of vigor, so yeah. to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Cliff. Um, Cliff Eben, same thing. I mean, Cliff was a dedicated guy, a super good mechanic. And still an accomplished road racer as we talk oh. in 2021. Yeah. And he still looks like he's about in his 40s. Yeah. He looks great. Cliff, Cliff's a one-of-a-kind, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. I, I think the world of Cliff. Cliff is a lot better car builder and engineer, and uh, he thinks out of the box a lot more than people give him credit for. Sure. Oh, Cliff, I bet. Cliff is an innovator. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. And uh, MJ McBride, we were not really involved much with his operation. Uh, right. We did give him what information we had. And, uh, you know, but as far as being directly uh, connected with him, I was not. Um, more so with Terry Anvilink. And, of course, Pete Parker uh, was still... Uh, running our stuff there in 81 and 80. Uh, so, yeah. Um. But as far as uh, in 1982, when we move on from there, um, we the cars you were building, it was either asphalt-specific or dirt-specific, pretty much from 82 on. Would that be accurate? Yes, it would be, yeah. And uh, at that time, your business, you weren't just building cars for racers in Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Was Rander Car racing kind of expanding outside of those two states yeah thanks to you know the guys that we had in the seats of the cars were gaining national recognition and we gained that national recognition simultaneous to theirs and who were some of them that were gaining that recognition well um we ended up you know with pete parker and on dirt yep uh, Tom Stiding ended up coming with us on dirt. Sure. We ended up having Leon Plank for a while uh, on the dirt. That's another good wheel man. Oh, yeah. Gene Wheeler said he was one of the best dirt guys he ever put in a car. He said he was even a little better than J.J. Smith, he said. Leon was smooth as smooth can be. Yeah. Right. Um, on the asphalt side, you know, we ended up... Uh, 
and I, I can't remember the year for sure, but Dave Watson ended up in one of our cars, kind of second-handed. The guy that was originally scheduled to drive it, uh, and the owner got sideways somehow. And, right. And Dave got in that car, but you know, um, yeah. And of course, Kowicki. In the 81 season with Kowicki, backing up just a little bit, you know, he was always looking, wanting to learn more and more and more. Sure. And that's the reason Alan bounced from car builder to car builder. Right. And basically for the 80 season, we modified a Howe chassis kit. And that's right. That's what he used for the 80 season. Right. For the 81 season, we actually went down to Ray Dillon and bought uh, a kit car from him okay and put that together and uh he did that because mark martin was running dylan stuff oh sure and alan you know just as hungry as he was for oh Alan's, yeah you know he just wanted to get that input from mark martin and sure so anyway wow. funny how that goes joe oh it? yeah it's like the flavor of the month kind of yeah. but uh, it's, yeah. uh, that's intense but in 1982 the locals seemed like i know wir really started to flourish and, you know, they had the 9-to-1 engine rule, which uh, a lot of people will say credited for the car counts to boost. Um, what's your take on things from 82 on? I mean, Artco was really starting to take off and peak then because the central Wisconsin circuit was kind of a hotbed then, yeah, too, wasn't it? Oh, it, it sure was. The guys had, you know, it was, the central Wisconsin guys were really the benchmark, so to speak. If you could race with those guys, you oh, could yeah. race with anybody. And, right. Uh, so anyway, guys like Scott Hansen um, came along after they quit running dirt and got in an asphalt car. And uh, you know, Scott was a—he was a, a lot of talent. Sure. That's all I can say. And he was a real nice guy to, to work with, and uh, a lot of good times there with Scott Hansen. That's for sure. Of course, that's how uh, Richie Waters got his start and down the road. I mean. Richie would give me tasks as a kid uh, with, a, with a thing of Windex in a roll. Go in there and clean the interior. And <laughs> and it had to be spotless with Richie low, looking over the shoulder. I mean, that's just kind of how it was, you know. And they'd give me little tasks like, you know, cleaning the rims and, and putting the gear lube in. And, you know, as a kid riding his bike, I was soaking every bit of that up myself, you know. Yeah. No, the asphalt, well, they diverged pretty much totally by then. So, yep, yep. Um, you know, the, the dirt cars started having wings. and They look like UFOs yeah, or spacecraft, yeah. right? And uh, the asphalt cars look like cars yet. But anyway, um, you know, for like 81, uh, I think that's the last year Pete Parker was in one of our cars. We went down to Florida and just ran really good right out of the box in Florida. Won a couple big shows down there against everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, Freddie Smith and... Uh, Rodney Combs is doing it, Jeff yeah, Purvis. Flint Stone Flyer, Larry Moore, you name it. They were all there, Jack Boggs. Oh, yeah. You know, on and on the list goes. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was really good. And, of course, as we talked about before, that impetus from that side helped us in the dirt market, and we ended up getting into the Canadian car guys. Oh, and sure. Into the Minnesota, the Hibbing area, and... Uh, Ashland, Wisconsin, and you know. So at that time, how many employees did you have? Um, that's a, let me think about that, Joe. Um, 
I think we had like four at okay. that time. Yeah. Now, were you, would you sell parts as well then? Oh, yeah. Parts was a big part of the business. No, was anybody else really doing it a whole lot up here? I know no. maybe Mike Schmelzer was, but he was further north, yeah, right? Right. But ours was broader than what Mike was dealing in. You know, we had a bigger working area, so to speak. Sure. Um, this was more of a local thing. But, uh, yeah, the Canadians... Uh, Tom Nesbitt brought a, a whole carload of Canadians, and they. Oh yeah. Those guys are something else. I'll tell you that. that <laughs> ran Thunder Bay. They they would come across, they would bring some old junk across the border. Yeah. And then they would bring brand new cars back. Well, the the. the With uh, the, there's a tariff or something yeah, or some sort of. Yeah, but they didn't have to pay because they took cars out and they just brought them back. See, they, right. They had this figured out how to. Do oh this. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's some stories along those lines in my racing in the 906 books with the drivers from the Sioux region that did that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny story. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. All right. We'll pause there and we'll continue in a bit. <laughs> 